Welcome to The Refuge Project. The Refuge Project is a place we can have meaningful conversation in a safe place. We are your hosts. I am Pastor David. We got Pastor Caesar. Feeling safe. We got James. Hey. And we got the lovely Ray Ann here with us today. Hi. She's going to help us out with a conversation that uh, some of us men don't always have the greatest perspective on. And uh, we'll get into that a little later. But how you guys doing today? Man, I'm, I'm doing good, but... For all you listeners out there, you you hear me. You hear what I sound like. <laughs> the so, love doctor's in here tonight. Yeah, I blew out my voice this weekend. I was DJing my cousin's wedding, and it went really good. But now I have no, I'm, I'm a little rusty. So. What, what was what was the song that was like the banger that night? Because there's always one that everybody <laughs> they, they just were, turns up. It was up. some line dance, I'm they, sure. Yeah, uh, they were all into the, the country stuff. So, uh, uh, I mean, we didn't play was, like exclusively country It was looking music. quite Caucasian, huh? It was, oh, very much. The guy's name is literally White. <laughs> it's, uh, wow. his name's Austin White. And Sweet. he married my cousin Sarah, I guess Sarah White now. Did uh, they boot scoot and boogie? They were boot scoot and boogie. Oh, man. And all any any kind of two step you could do, but we played like regular dance music too. So I did all. I said the country, the country folk, they'll get down on some hip hop or some stuff like that. You mm-hmm. turn that on in the country song. You gotta, you gotta get it in the right part of the playlist there, and it's got to be an old one too. It can't be no yeah. current stuff. It's no. got to be some like no that whole bro country thing. No, that, no. Uh, I'm no. Well, speaking of blowout, uh, right before the podcast started, <laughs> I just, I had a blowout. <laughs> Yeah, I sprayed water all. I mean, I just welcomed Ray in here. And thanks for being on the podcast today. And then I just sprayed her. I just sprayed her with all yeah, my water. Because COVID isn't a oh, thing. Oh, man. I got a story about that one. <laughs> so my cousin, he kind of grew up with us his whole high school, I guess, uh, last four years in high school or his four years in high school. And uh, some people have more. <laughs> and uh, he is super like... Uh, what is it, OCD about cleanliness? I mean, like, he'll wash his hands five times. If we're standing in the kitchen talking, he'll just go over and wash his hands again, like, over and over again. So we're going to Dallas on a family vacation, you know? That's as as far as we get for family vacations back then. And we, like, I don't know, rode go-karts or went to Texas, whatever it is up there. And um, so we're, like, 5 o'clock in the morning sitting in this Denny's. And he's sitting there, and my sister is sitting across from him. And she takes... A swig of like whatever she was drinking. It was probably like orange juice or something in Denny's. And we made her laugh and he sprayed, she sprayed him all over his face. (laughs) And he was just like, "Ah, "Ah." like he he was so froze that he couldn't even move, you know? And we, hey, Steven, if you're out there, man, I love you. But we used to torture this guy. We used to take, you know, dog stuff and put it on his pillow. I mean, oh, we used to. Did yeah. he survive COVID? <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, he got COVID. Oh. Yeah. You're laughing. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he actually got COVID pretty bad. He's a, He has actually a pastor in Nebraska in this little bitty podunk town. They probably have a couple hundred people. They Shout have, out Nebraska. Yeah, they got more uh, more cows than people in this town, mm-hmm. for sure. One of those. And then yeah. definitely more uh, more uh, corn than anything. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, sorry, Rayanne, for the... Uh, <laughs> just wanted to wake you, wake you up, you know, get you ready for this thing. So we'll just 
spray you with everything. And yeah. I have two small children. I'm used to Yeah, you're used to it, right? But you're not used to like grown men spraying on you. Yeah. No, so before we uh before I got here today, we went to the grocery store to do our weekly shopping and we we don't have a set day to go and shop for groceries or anything like that, but Sunday was it, it's a terrible day to go oh, shopping. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, like like Monday Tuesday's the best. Mm-hmm. The only thing about Monday Tuesday is something Oh so, my goodness! Oh, you're stuck to the brother future. Tommy. Brother Tommy, <laughs> you know right he, now. he called me on my way over here. I know he's making his rounds because we're getting closer and closer to the um, Pentecost Sunday. Pentecost Sunday, yeah. and he's he's leading up some prayer stuff, so he's mm-hmm. making his rounds. Shout out to brother Tommy if you're out there. We love you, brother. Uh, I will call you later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know we were there, and and I just wanted to bring up. I was like, when do y'all find? You already said Monday, Tuesday. Uh, the, is that? pretty regular for y'all's experience or my, my, every week i have is so different in schedule it just depends on monday tuesday is kind of like when we we try to go and whenever you go do you go get the bare essentials or do you get I everything get bare essentials <laughs> we always just you know it's a 200 hundred dollar deal you mm-hmm. know so we have this game that we play whenever we're uh we're at the register and we're trying to figure out who's closer we're guessing like how much are we going to spend today you price know. is right Check yeah, yeah, price is right, and uh, usually I'm I'm always the right. Yeah, one. I do that at Walmart. I'm like, no, okay, now we gotta start peeling back because Walmart's like a hundred bucks. No matter if you when you go, how you go, hundred bucks if you go to Walmart. Got everything. So. I mean, you could go there for a twenty dollar item, and then yeah. when you're leaving, you just spend a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. I do that, but not so much because I got duped or whatever, but because I uh, I hate going to the store. Uh, I just ain't got time to do that all the time in my life. So so when I go to the store, I get everything I'm going to need for weeks. And mm-hmm. uh, so I just, I, you know, I'm buying in bulk. I'm buying the big pack of toilet paper. I'm buying, <laughs> so I don't have to worry about toilet paper for the month. And I'd rather go to Dollar General and pay couple of dollars more for whatever I need because you still only leave them with, and you spend, you know, 16 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they don't got all the stuff. Yeah, like yeah. today we went and bought two candles and this and that and like man if I wouldn't have went to Dollar General we wouldn't have spent $25 on candles you know what I'm saying so, and those candles are expensive I know too. it's big ridiculous ones. yeah bucks on candles. two candles they're, they're you know they're like 10 something or $12 mm-hmm. a piece yeah you messed so, up there man you buying what Yankee Boys or uh, whatever <laughs> hey, whatever <laughs> the wife ones. likes whatever the wife likes she gets so. I do that at the Dollar Tree though. Yeah. But so I only go out with like 20 but you're like you needed one $1 item but then everything's only a dollar uh, so yeah. you keep saying it's only a dollar it's only a dollar here you, y'all want five go ahead it's only a dollar see i'm always telling myself like i'm saving money in the long run because this is less trips to and from the store saving on gas that's true that kind of stuff that's true which i don't know i've never done the math but (laughs) but but even at that yeah i mean you and you and terry y'all don't eat a lot right i don't need that much no but like y'all don't eat a lot do y'all i mean we eat every day (laughs) (laughs) there are three person three time a day people (laughs) no no i know what you're saying i'm being silly but um (laughs) Yeah, well, for it's just us too. So yeah, so when we cook a meal, it's not the same as cooking. So y'all do like like, like rich people like portions. Some, sometimes, like when you bring it out, you're like, oh, that's the appetizer. Like, it nah, depends on that's what the, the goal full meal is. right there. If the goal is like, hey, I'm gonna cook something, so we'll have some around the house for the week. Then no, she's making like a big pan of chicken spaghetti or something. But mm, if it's I just like, hey, let's have a nice dinner, you and me tonight, and I'm gonna cook, then. Yeah, it's probably something smaller. Have y'all ever more. done those like subscription meal things? Yes. Yeah, whatever. we do those. I have a couple of those. Man, there. they're great. Well, yeah, yeah but I'm, I'm uh, expensive. It, yes. No, yeah. it depends on how you do it. The way we do it, it works out to about 
uh, like eight to eleven dollars a person for the meal. It depends on the meal and what it is. Sometimes expensive. you have enough for leftovers. Less than ten bucks a person. I mean, if you've got like a family of eight, sure. But uh, for just two people, yeah. and they're like compared to if. So if we didn't do that and we just went and got food somewhere, mm-hmm. we're just, you're spending a little more than that. Yeah. Yeah. For us, it wasn't about the cost um, because I thought I think the cost was pretty accurate. You know, you still have to go to the grocery stores. Which one to get do you it. use? We've we done uh, home we're Hello Fresh, home please. chef and Hello Fresh, so we tried both of them because we want to get all the free meals up front, you know. Yeah, you got to uh, but for us, it was one of those things like we're so busy. Like before we knew it, we had like eight meals that we haven't eaten yet. Yeah, that you was, know? I was going to say that because we, yeah. we got two right now. If you mess up and you don't, because you can, it's just like anything you sign up where it's just like a subscription kind of a thing. So it's every coming. week it's coming unless you remember to go back and like modify. Yeah. And yeah. if you mess up and then like maybe you go out of town for the weekend or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I was like giving yeah. food away, like tell my parents, here y'all cook this because we're not going to be able to, and then like one or two of them went uh, like bad. <laughs> and I was just like, nah, I'm not doing this. Yeah, but so. if you plan it out right, it's pretty yeah. cool. We got a couple in our bunch of right first now. world problems. In yeah, here. plus you get to eat stuff that you normally wouldn't <sighs> eat because they make it very easy to cook. Rayanne, yeah. do y'all, have y'all done any of it? I have not. I've done the ones that HEB has mm. where it's like you can buy the whole package when I've been like. Those are good too. But I have become, since COVID, I love H-E-B. H-E-B is my favorite. Yeah. But I, and by the way, let me set the record straight. H-E-B tamales are okay for all mm. you people. Oh. <laughs> I, no. No. I knew she, spray, spray her again. Spray her again. Oh. By the way, Rayanna is a faithful listener. She was our 3,000 download, by the way. Really? Yeah, I don't know that, but it sounded oh, really it good. Sounds great, yeah. <laughs> she might no, have been. But I'm a faithful Walmart pickup person now since COVID because it's free and they save all your favorites. And so anything that I want every single week is just, do you want this again? I'm like, am I out? Nope. Click it, add it. So I think I save money. Where's that at? Walmart. Walmart. HCB does it too. They do, but they charge you an upcharge and a shopper fee after the first so many oh, times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus their stuff is more expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Walmart does do free upgrades. So if they don't have what you want, they upgrade you to the organic or the bigger size but or Walmart, whatever. Yeah, I'm sorry. But Walmart's meat section is not near yeah. as good as anywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, you got to. You got to know what you, yeah. some of the, like, and if you want produce, like fruits or something, you don't go to Walmart. Yeah, yeah. no, no, or, uh, I, I, food town's the worst in no, Aldi. Produce, I, I, Aldi. There's just yeah. something about Aldi, I don't trust their money. My sister can spend an hour and a half at Aldi, in all frozen. three rows. Yeah. Mm. But if you're, you know, if you're getting chips and, I don't know, like, dry goods stuff... Yeah, you know, yeah, sure. And they're cheaper. Yeah. Food Town especially is cheaper, and that's oh, yeah. they always got deals. If you got time, man, you hit three different stores, you make some really good, yeah, really I good deals. I ain't got time for that. But I ain't got time for that know, either. Yeah. I barely <laughs> got time. Sometimes we'll just order him to go pick it up. You I know? told you I'm getting into cooking steaks. Yeah, you, you got that. that grill for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Man, mm-hmm. getting into that. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our listeners right now, they're like, "Would y'all just shut up and get to the point?" <laughs> I, I get so many texts Steaks, every now and then. No. You know, it's like it's, it's like man, dude, the first twenty minutes, y'all were just blah 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 blah. It's like that's why you're tuning in, and you know what? You're welcome. Spell, yes. Blah, 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 blah. Hey, but this is the time we get together and just chat with each other anyway. So, <laughs> and you know, we're always busy with church and stuff like that. Always like you know, business, 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 and you know what? You know what? I don't care how you feel. <laughs> all right, for all you complainers that say that we wait, wait too long to get into it, we're about to get into it. Culture Corner. All right, 
today on Culture Corner. Pastor Caesar, what you got for us today? Well, today has just been an eventful day. It's been a very busy day, but we got a chance to finally finish the second season of Netflix's Selena. Oh, baby. And uh, yeah, you know, there's a lot of people that don't like it. I, uh, I, I What is there not to like about Selena? Well, the series, not, oh, not, not, not Selena. Okay, my yeah, bad, yeah, my yeah. bad. No, but Selena, she's fantastic. Right. Everybody, everybody knows this, right? But it, uh, the series, it, it wrapped up. Um, I mean, it was sad. I, I found myself. I won't spoil it in case you still haven't watched it. I think it premiered on the fourth, and we just kind of binged it last week. Um, but finally, we're able to finish the uh, the last one today because our our little boy loves love selena but we didn't know what to expect on the last episode so we were like wait a minute if he watches this i mean he's he's only you know he's about to be three so that's that those are some complex emotions for a three-year-old to try to understand right so uh, you gotta start him off young like look if you if, <laughs> so let me sit you down, me sit you down. Die, see for you too bro because your wife is is white you know be a look <laughs> There's some Latinos out there that the son I got to talk to you about, you know, <laughs> I told y'all my last name is about to be totally wiped out. Hatley's about to be Mexican here in a couple more generations. Mm-hmm. So anyways, go ahead. <laughs> no, but you know, the, uh, I just found myself that last episode, just like yelling at, well, not yelling, but in, in my heart, I was yelling at the screen and I was like, no, no, don't pick up that phone. Don't go. And yeah. Anyway. So Yolanda Solivar, I think she's, uh, she's, she's, she's coming out of jail in these next couple of years or something like that. What? Yeah. She should never come out of jail. No, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. No, I was, everybody yeah. should get some mercy and grace man, except the one that killed her. Her. <laughs> Not her. You know, I was, man, I, and I was, I was telling my wife, I was telling her, you know, I hope because of this Netflix, uh, 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 series i hope she gets some more time yes. <laughs> how long has she been in there it's like 20 20 plus years 25 how many years, years is enough it's, it's, that's, uh, that's uh, terrible because we just celebrated calvin yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but i mean you know but this, we're, ta- we're yeah. talking about <laughs> selena we're talking about miss bitty bitty bum bum you know what i mean yeah. so uh anyway um yeah it, it, i like the series um i, I I was telling I was telling my wife I was like I remember the day that that Selena got shot, and we were picking up my brother from middle school at the time. My mom told me and I was just uh, yeah I was in elementary school at that time, and I was just bawling. So all those feelings came back and all that. I was like, oh man, this is it's like man, that woman needs to stay in jail. I remember the day that Michael Jackson died because I was at your house. I'm pointing at David. I know you guys can't see me. Uh, <laughs> in um, the one over. In what is that, Laporte? I Laporte, guess yep. back over there because I was with Adam doing something, and I remember we were upstairs and you were yelling like, "Hey guys, Michael Jackson just died!" And they're like, "Whatever, like, we're playing Fortnite." <laughs> 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 yeah, and I was like, "What are you talking about, Michael Jackson?" But yeah, uh, that was it. That's funny. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, um, if you're looking to, you know. Get married by you a Latino. I mean, no, I mean, I mean, what, what were you talking about? If you, uh, you know, if you're looking for something to uh, binge on Netflix, that's uh, and, and it's clean. It's the best clean, one. Yeah. So, oh, like one to five family fingers. Four point two five. Four point two five. Four point two five seven. We met. Maybe that needs to be a new like a uh, new segment that we have. Just go ahead and rate some family friendly stuff with our family fingers hey so has the, okay speak, <laughs> speaking of yeah, 
I'm not doing stuff. How many family figures? <laughs> I think we should though. It's like, how ratchet is it? You know, five being the worst. It's like, well, I don't watch that stuff, so I won't be able to, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, David. So, great. I mean. He doesn't uh, watch bad shows and he doesn't forgive. So, I. The, <laughs> <laughs> David Adley. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, I got. Horn swoggled into watching uh, to to getting a pure flicks. Let's just stop right there. Wait, what word did you say? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't know stop. how to I don't know how did to feel about that, that word. <laughs> horn swoggled. <laughs> Wait, all my white people out there, they know about horn swoggled. Oh, no, they don't. Well, what white people? You gotta be about? real country for the horn swoggled. Okay, I'm pretty sure I got that what? from my brother-in-law. What are you even saying? <laughs> what? Watch out, nobody drink any water. We don't need anybody spraying right now. Horn swoggled. Hey, hey, you're, hey you're a pastor. Come to <laughs> Anyways, I got I got juked into it. Is that y'all is that y'all know that one? I get uh, I, I get it. Uh, go ahead. I'm we'll, getting this we'll pure flicks. You know, I thought I was doing something for the kingdom and went and just yeah. <laughs> and, and got the whole year at one time. You know, instead of trying it out the month by month because you saved two dollars, you know. Yeah, in the a month. End. So but good. Mm. This, this these movies are so bad. But they get five family you figures. You can tell from the from the previews on Man, YouTube. Yeah, because no, the one that I watched was this this motorcycle one. You know, just like oh, that should be pretty good. And they show all the highlights, and mm-hmm. and it was great. You know, the movie looked great. And then you that that was the only yeah, good parts of the movie. Trailers well, better. Well, because all these all these production studios and all they all hire out these trailer companies, right? That, that produce the fantastic trailers. Yeah. You watch the movie it has nothing to do with it. The cool part of it, you know that in LaPorte right there at uh, Independence and Spencer, there's a motorcycle, or- orange yeah. motorcycle shop. Like half the movie was shot right there. Oh, really? Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. I mean, Pure I Flix, I love you. And, and they're trying to bring some stuff in, like some bigger, you know, studios are doing and they're getting the licenses and stuff like that for like uh, the, the prayer one. With so the, the, why the, do you think that is? It, I mean, like, the, why do you think that the content is subpar? Is it because they don't have licenses and all that to get some bigger names or, or things, or is it just that they're it's just cheesy, cheesy ideas Jeez. and people that probably uh, could never actually get a job and doing no, that? No, I mean, I think that like I think there's a lot of secular movies that are real cheesy like that too. For sure, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. But we don't watch them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some low budget stuff that you would only see in Sundance or whatever, something yeah. like that. But at the same time, Walmart. Uh, <laughs> uh, but as Christians, you know, I don't think the budget is there yet. I think the more that we'll we'll do it, and I, and I remember who was we talking about talking with at the uh, pastors conference that was uh, talking right. about that I, maybe maybe Matt. we shouldn't even be in this space. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that we should be in the space. I think we should be in Christian music. I think um, all types of entertainment, I think that Christians should take part of. Unless we're just going to shut our doors, hide in our closets, you know, and and not deal with reality. It's just tough. Anytime you label anything a, a Christian thing, but it doesn't even have to be like a Christian thing. Like anytime you put a label too, like a too hard of a label on something, it like restricts it. And uh, I don't know, just any anything I've ever seen that was like a Christian thing, it's like they can't just make a good movie, a good song, a good whatever, because it has to be 
talking about Jesus all yeah. the time, you know? Well, Lecrae went through that, you know, for a couple of years when he took the Christian label off yeah, as a Christian rapper. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he said, if I'm a Christian rapper, then you are a Christian lawyer. You're yeah. a Christian police officer. Yeah, exactly. You're a Christian waiter. It's like, does that mean you, you know? can only do cases that involve Christian right. things? You know, and yes. then, so can yeah. I can I work a secular job since I'm a Christian? Yeah. You know, right. so it's one of those things that we put certain things in boxes. That, but we only do that so we can hurry up and identify what it is mm-hmm. so we can move on. Mm-hmm. When we put things in boxes. See, y'all, th- th- y'all think better of people than I do. <laughs> because uh, there's also a market there that is definitely being exploited from for, sure. for just people you, you lay, slap Christian on it and you already know you're gonna get all them yeah. all them stay at home uh, you know uh, uh, shut ins and all. Well, the I guess same reason I bought in. Pure Flix. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> the same. Re- oh, it's pure. I'm gonna watch that. It's 100. They put a bunch of like anytime you want to watch any worship song, then there's an ad for their movies. They marketed it. Yeah. They spent a lot of money to market mm-hmm. it to mm-hmm. people. They yeah. say, I'm supporting something Christian. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Anyways, I got something for you. So Hillsong is back in the news. Oh, no. Yeah, they're back in the news. Good things are bad things. Not, not, you know, not too long ago, Hillsong, New York, Pastor Carl Lentz, he uh, got into this little extracurricular activities, you know, with uh, with another. Yes, yeah, we call it. These he was days. caught horn swoggling. <laughs> yeah, he got horn swoggled by this other female, and uh, heck, that's a dirty guy. <laughs> and uh, so now, uh, someone that he had uh, been in ministry with early on is the pastor out of Dallas, Hillsong, Dallas, has now resigned from his position and not only he has he resigned from his position but they are shutting the uh the church down for a period of time no it must be it must be really bad well yeah the um i can't get that over there for you guys uh but the reason they're doing this is because i guess a lot of the people in the church have really been hurt by it and uh so they feel like instead of just bringing another pastor in right away that they're just going to shut it down temporarily deal with the, the flock uh, on kind of a one-on-one basis. Well, what so, happened? So that's what I was about to get to. My bad. So, uh, Got me the, intrigued. So the pastor and his wife, they said, were basically taking the funds from the tithe and taking going on these extravagant vacations and eating at these five-star restaurants and renting yachts and you know going to these just just really getting uh, these prepared meal meal subscriptions yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. home chef every day pure flicks so pure flicks my thing on this okay listen i remember when i was in the co- corporate world that we grew too fast at one moment and then we had to like pump the brakes slow down I'm thinking maybe that's what Hillsong did. Maybe they they was trying to grow too fast and have this global ministry and they didn't have, you know, structure, foundations and things in place. And they put a lot of these young, hip, you know, guys into pastoral positions um, without a lot of overseeing, you know. And now we're starting to see the fruit of 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 that. You know, so so they were stealing money essentially, basically stealing money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't well, know. I mean, I've never been to a Hillsong service anywhere aside from. I guess I went to a couple of the, uh, like you know, the tours when they do the 
some kind of music show. Yeah. I've been a couple of those, but I've never been to like a church from them. Well, Hillsong, them being, you know, a global force, they, uh, as far as like theology and all that, they, they sit a little better than somebody than like Bethel. Um, they have a, a great reputation. Even, even their critics say, well, I mean, they're not, you know, that off. Um, but yeah, it's a, it, it, that, that's sad because yeah. people get hurt. Yeah, and people's getting hurt, and that's basically what he's, you know, he said that I know a lot of you guys really loved your pastor, but there's been a lot of you that had a bad taste in your mouth for everything that was going on. So he's committed to really just pushing into the, the hurt people in the church and seeing how they can mend it and then how we they can rebuild the church. So did they say how they're um, like a strategy to help the, the flock heal or anything? They're going to fly out some counselors or something or not, no, not the two articles that I read didn't have any, you know, uh, definite stuff. They what were going to do. Did they see what happened to uh, the pastor? Like- they didn't say they were going to file charges. They didn't say anything like that. Have you read anything about it? Um, they didn't say anything like that. They just said that they accepted a resignation and they're going to temporarily close the church and then they're going to go from there. Yeah. So. And we don't know how their structure is as well. So if there wasn't anything in there, you know, in, in, in the, the set of rules that they have on how to conduct ministry, I mean, he might have, I mean, legally, he probably could have used that money however he wanted. I mean, who knows, right? Yeah. It just depends on the structure. Yeah. But if if he was, you know, not out of bounds, I would say that from like a business point. Yeah, that not, you should not make sure you put in enough, like you know, Speci- ways to keep people from being able to make that kind of mistake. Yeah, especially when you're talking about global ministry. Like if, if you know, it, you're all the way on the other side of the world. You should have something in place to like, you know, help prevent stuff like that. Oh yeah, it's hard. Know? It's hard enough well, trusting people like locally. To think that uh, if you hire somebody for a pastor position. That they you wouldn't have to, and that's you know all the lines like that. For and that's really like, man, I mean, that's one of those things that we give a lot of grace to people that in pastoral positions because they're supposed to know better. Mm-hmm. It's not like a secular job where, hey, you're asking, you know, you're as a boss, you're asking some of your people to lie and cheat sometimes, mm-hmm. lie to the customer, tell the customer this that we'll have it there tomorrow when we're really not getting it there Thursday. So you set this atmosphere of lying and cheating, mm-hmm. and then if he like lies and cheat, you're like, oh, we caught you. But like you've been asking me to do this for a long time, and now when I do it, that I'm wrong, you know. <laughs> so you kind of like, you know, you're you're. You're making that environment. Hey, but boss, in- hey, boss, how do I sell this Pure Flix subscription? <laughs> hey, hey, just lie to him. Just lie to him. Tell, tell him we got the greatest content. Tell online. him it's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's no speaking on. So a lot of this was going on during the pandemic. You know, he was taking some of these vac- vacations and oh, different things. Right. So, I mean, you have this stuff that's going on. People are struggling out of jobs, all this stuff. Uh, and then here you are, and some of the stuff well, he was like, or, yeah, he was posting on uh, on his social media of him and his wife on these you know vacations and stuff while his church is shut down and they yeah. can't can't do this. You know, we've talked about that stuff before, and it's like, hey, look, I'm all for if 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 people they earn it themselves, they have you know side hustles and all, or they they're just excellent at saving money and doing all these things. Hey, that that's great. But whenever you are in a pastoral role, you have an obligation as a focal point to 
you're the guy that sets the standard or the woman that sets the standard of what biblical modesty looks like. And that's not just an exterior things, yeah. right? Well, I mean, you know, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. beauty things and all that. It's, it's also on how you live your life openly. And if you're, if your pastor's taking extravagant trips all the time and you got people that are struggling to pay their light bill, you, you know, just don't post it. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things. So what do you think about, before we get into the main topic real quick, so what do you think about pastors that are writing these books and making a bunch of money off the book, but if they didn't have that position in their church, they wouldn't be able to sell that many copies? This morning, I want to go pick up uh, donuts right there, Dina's Donuts, shout out Dina's Donuts. Where's it? Okay, this, I just want to know where this is going. <laughs> I ask you a serious question. Well, no, it's no, morning. No, no, no. no, no. no, no. get some donuts. It, 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 it'll, it'll tie in. Okay. It'll tie in. So, they always say. No, so they, you know, they had one of the one of the biggest, uh, I guess you can consider him a, a televangelist, but one of the biggest pastors in the world. They had his program on, and, uh, and they were promoting his new book and his sermon as well. And uh, just throughout all of that, um, the preaching was weak. As far as scriptural, whenever we're just looking at the Bible for what it is, it was very uh, self-help, motivational, that kind of stuff. Um, to answer your question, it's I, if people are dumb enough to buy it, why not? You know, that's not the that's not the Christian answer. Hey, what book was it? Because I just make sure I didn't order that one. Yeah, is that the one you can't? I don't want to talk about it now. If I did. <laughs> You ain't got this one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, but you know, if, uh, it, 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 you know, the Bible over and over tells us, it, it tells us that we have a personal responsibility to discern the spirits and to, to understand that whatever you put before you, that what is God honoring, what is not God honoring, what is something that is, is going to edify and build you up and other things that are just, you know, fluff. And if uh, people would just want to consume fluff, well, then that just that just means that they're not reading their Bible or praying anyway. So if they want to spend their money, spend their money. Let the blind lead the blind, and we just keep on moving. Very cool, very cool. Well, we brought Ray in to help uh, Ray in. Ray in to, in to help us today. <laughs> Ray in. Ray in. It's Ray in. <laughs> Hornswoggle. She got a hornswoggle to be here today. <laughs> Uh, but we want to, I'll leave the uh, the link to this video where that we're going to watch. It's about a three-minute video. And then we kind of want to talk about what's going on in the video and, and you know, what's going on in the, the song. And uh, so we brought just a woman's voice uh, uh, that can kind of talk about some of these other things. And it, and it doesn't have to be just the woman because uh, young men are dealing with a lot of this stuff too. So uh, let's go ahead and play this video. I like the song too, it's kind of popping. What's the song called? Tell Me I'm Pretty, Bryn Elliott. I'm the perfect picture out of 10. Wearing tons of makeup on my skin. It's a little much, but I think it's what they want. Dreaming up a version of myself. Looking like the doll on the show. What have I become? Maybe this is kind of dumb. I've been so caught up in pleasing you I got lost in the likes and views It's been way too long since I've looked In the mirror inside of True Baby, sometime long ago
show to put up the right video but that's the right song um but i uh before we get into some of the thoughts that we have here so i ask um nikki del reyes to watch the video give me her thoughts and um she kind of seen some of the one of the things that uh, i i I seen at the very beginning of it where they start the video where she's in the 1800s you know putting the corset on and different things like that and then just really we both seen the same thing. This has been going on a long time. This has been, these girls from the 1800s has been trying to look pretty and slim and those different things. Um, But the one thing that Nikki had brought up was very interesting that she looked up how, uh, how old this young lady is and she's 26. And Nikki says, I'm 24. And then she got her first Facebook when she was 13. So her whole, basically her whole life that she's growing up with, social media in her hands Mm -hmm. you know and then you know how social media is that you're constantly seeing how people like you and what they're you know hitting the like button about and different things like that and i think that for every generation really after you know bryn and and nikki and different things like that they don't know anything else so you're getting these you know, social media pages earlier and earlier. Like now there's like nine year olds with social media. And so you're really having these attacks um, on the way you look. Another thing that Nikki brought up that I thought was very interesting. And it's not just, you know, we've had these me too movements and all these other different movements and it's not just being pretty now. Now they're celebrating the big girl or they're celebrating the ones that are not as pretty. And it's just whatever movement that's going on right now. So now they're celebrating being depressed, you know, okay. so being depressed now is the cool thing. Mm-hmm. You know, having anxiety now is the cool thing. Like, mm-hmm. oh, man, I I'm, I feel so bad. It is one of those things because you get the attention. Yeah. Right. And, and the same thing with this, this video is like she wants to look like everybody else. She wants to. So she'll get the attention from from the people around her. So um, what y'all's guys thoughts on it? Uh Oh, oh, Caesar's inhaling. No, well, I mean, this is this is what we this is what I deal with. on This is yeah. my, this is my life. Right. So that I'm always surrounded with. By teenagers, young people, and, and it's not just young people; it's everybody. And then the you know boiling this all down, it's it all goes to an identity issue. Yeah, right? we're we're so hungry for identity. Um, it's just 
you know, who's defining your identity, the the world or, you know, as Christians, it's supposed to be God. But even even so, like you're talking about, it's the, it's the fad now to want to be depressed. If you don't have something wrong with you, then there's something wrong with you. You yeah. know, just just kind of a one, one of those things. So Sandra works out at junior high. Right. And this girl's like in seventh grade and she's like the principal walks over and the principal's like her husband's a, a, a Baptist preacher. You know, he's the, the lead preacher at their church or the lead pastor at their church. And she's just like because of who she is, the little girl goes, hey, blah, blah, blah. I just came out. I'm gay. And look, we're engaged. Like you're in seventh grade, so you're not engaged, first of all. And she's gonna leave you for a dude in high school. Okay. Much. Wow. You know, so it's just one of those things that things are being celebrated because you're a gay. Oh, we're gonna celebrate you because you're coming out like this, right? Um, so I just think it's pretty interesting. And the whole, you know, the whole bully culture thing as well. It, it's like bullies are. Um, Look, I don't support bullying, but I know just from my own experiences, bullying has made me a stronger person. You know, and I'm not encouraging bullying, but, but punching your eye, bro. <laughs> yeah. But you won't get tough. But, <laughs> oh, you think you want to no, be bullied? But but taking it taking it away or acting as if it, it doesn't exist, or that you know, or not equipping people with the tools necessary to 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 get over the bullying yeah. in, in a victorious way, you're really handicapping them. Mm -hmm. um, if you, if you just want to act like it's, it's never going to happen and it's a bad thing. Look, it's going to happen either way. And you got to prepare people on how to handle a bully. And that doesn't mean by fists and all that. I mean, sometimes that might be the only way, but that's definitely not the way that we're going to prescribe. Right. But to understand that there's bad people in the world, there is a bully out there. There's a lot of bullies out there. And we can't just turn a blind eye and say, you know, bullying is bad, so we're going to put ourselves in a bubble. That's why you get this generation now that has no backbone to handle conflict. And That's why they call them snowflakes, because when they hit the ground, they break. Yeah, and it's only going to get worse as they get older, because yeah. what happens whenever they get into the professional world, right, where you have to deal with conflict? What happens whenever they start getting married? And they They're going to call their parents and like, he said that I had to do this. Yeah. Well, guess what? You got to do it. Yeah. 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 And then it's it, I mean, it's a downward downward spiral. And uh, I I don't like this culture and how we reinforce and like you say we glorify the uh, the the we glorify the victim in a way that we want to be victimized in the same way without having to actually go through what they go mm. through and identifying with like oh yeah I, I can feel your pain and i can feel your hurt like no you can't you live a, a very nice life you have parents that love you you have this and that like the teenagers that you know I, that, that, that we deal with on a just on a life basis a lot of them they come from great families we know their families well i talked to my son about it you know i i um i got his phone one time you know i checked my kid's phone at, at, at times i don't never know, let them know when it's coming i'm like just bring me your phone and then you know they always get real nervous even you know even luke he'll get nervous and there's really nothing on there uh except baby he don't like chat with the girl or something you know <laughs> and uh so but one time I, she's pretty yeah one time I, I seen it and he was just like oh he was talking to this girl and he was just like oh it's so bad i think i'm depressed this and then that so i'm just like so here's your phone back and then like he, he was surprised i didn't say anything you know because i didn't see anything bad on there i said but i just want to talk about one thing like what are you depressed about mm -hmm. 
Like, bro, look around. There's nothing for you to be depressed about. You have food, you have a house, you have everything that you could ever want. You have a good life. You have parents that love you. We take you to church. You have friends. Nobody's bullying you. Like, what is it? You know? But it was one of those things that he was just trying to get sympathy from the girl that he was texting. You know? Because, like, hey, it works. Oh, I'm so down. Oh, no, 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 no. You know, the girl comes back. Um, But anyways... Without of our, you know, masculinity of mansplaining, bullying is good and all that stuff. We we definitely brought us a. This is a pro bully show. (laughs) We definitely wanted to bring a softer touch in it and uh, someone that, you know, I'm sure every young woman has dealt with uh, these type of things that was going on in these songs. and then growing up, actually, from a mother's perspective also, that's why that we brought Ray in today uh, to kind of speak on some of this stuff. Ray, is there a moment in life when you was maybe a teenager or something going through high school that you, you had some of these emotions that you was feeling? Um, I don't know. I told James I'm probably like the bad person to ask about this because I don't. I, I, I do have, like, social media, but I don't like to post a bunch of pictures of myself. It's usually my kids. Right. And I've never... I have three brothers, and now I have two sons. So I've never been a super... I don't know. Would you call me a girly girl? Girly girl? You're not a tomboy. I'm not a tomboy, but I've never been, like, on the... I remember, like, crying when my mom was telling me I needed to wear makeup in, like, junior high. Like, I didn't want to do it. I want to do that. <laughs> I didn't want to mess with it. But I think every... Probably everybody. But for sure, girls have a lot of... It's, it's insecure. Girls are mean, especially junior high girls. Oh, junior high girls are the worst. You get right around there, and you you know, and everybody will, um, I mean, they'll tell you their opinions. And what I've heard the most about this, I kind of thought of more of, like, the social media aspect in general, is that it's very hard for young people these days, because if you had those feelings, like, maybe you're not good enough, or you're not measuring up, if you are being bullied... In the past, you'd be bullied for eight hours, maybe at school at the most. You go home and you have like you can escape if you have a good home life right. or whatever. Very good. Now they've got it in their pocket all day long, telling them either am I pretty? Am I not pretty? Here, all those people are doing that and I'm not there. Why didn't they invite me? I'm left out. I'm not good enough. Like what's going on? Why are all those other people doing these cool things and my life is so lame? So there's like. There's no escape. Right. Or the popular girls posted and this was what pretty looks like. Right. And I think that's a good point because when back when I was a kid, um, I didn't have social media. Right. So my perspective was with the people around me. So, I, you know, I did what they did and, and we were all in community together. So it all looked the same. You know, there was there was on the other side of the the railroad tracks, the the more popular kids or whatever. But it was like I I knew that that wasn't reachable. But now that the world is so small Mm -hmm. that we can see we can pull up Google Earth and see, you know, live video what's going on from the other side of the world. So the the world has really shrunk up around us, uh, which makes it even harder for us to uh, be satisfied for what we what we have. 
Yeah. Yeah. And the world, the world's always been bad. Right. But now we have so much access, faster access to all these things. We know what's going on to the other side of the world. Now we see other people taking these lavish vacations and all these things. And they're everybody. Everybody just goes for that Instagram moment. Right. How many times have have you been on vacation? You've been somewhere and people are just always on their phone all the time. They're not even enjoying time with their family when they're on vacation. They're just waiting for that moment to post like, oh, living the best life ever you know and then taking that selfie and then they're just on their phone all day not enjoying what you're actually there for but what's being communicated to everybody else is that my life is exciting my life is fulfilled my life is this and and no it's not you're just on your phone all day i speaking of that i was uh for whatever you feel about this this certain uh, preacher Stephen Furtick he was preaching about you know the selfies and and capturing the the best of you uh when really it's not what's really going on. And, and so he showed this picture of him and his family and everybody's like, you know, on this this family vacation or whatever. And he goes, I want to show you this picture and I want to show you the picture that I took right before this. And then right before that, his son is over there real mad. He got a mad face. And then, you know, he's over, the other one's over there playing a video game, doesn't even care about the family thing. And his wife was just like, come on, y'all get together, y'all get together. You know, trying to take this perfect video. And then everybody smiles for that 10 seconds for the, until it flashes and then they're back. And so... It's one of those things like, you know, we see the best of everybody in that moment, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I, I preached a message one time talking about who our identity is. And I think that one of the things that what really spoke out to me when I was getting uh, preparing for this message was the, the Chinese culture where Yao Ming, Yao is the last name, right? So they identify from who their family is. And I think that's important as Christians that we identify who is Yao to Yao Ming, his father. They identify to his father. And I think as Christians, if we can identify to who our father is, our heavenly father, then we have a different perspective on who our life. If we can if we can identify Christ, David, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I'm royal. I'm I'm a royal. I'm from the royal kingdom of Jesus Christ, not that I'm saying that I'm Christ, but I'm in that bloodline, mm-hmm. you know, we take a different perspective out of it. We wouldn't, we wouldn't want to go. And I know I, 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 uh, I crap on, um, the Kardashians all the time, but it, I mean, what if I was like Kardashian David, you know, I mean, that that's a whole lot different. So if we have our, our perspective of who we are off of a, a person that, you know, does certain things that are not and here's the thing with that god ain't popping to the culture right so to identify yourself with the square you know god's a square apparently then uh then you know that i can't instagram that right i'll, I'll get excommunicated from all my social circles why why would i do that and, and people want to belong that more than anything because god built us that way we have a need for community to want to, to always want to be around people uh not necessarily be in harmony with people but we need to invite people into our misery right i be be uh you know be depressed with me misery loves company but we're hardwired for community it's just uh how how the world just doesn't see that and and we you know we're seeing the the results of 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 all of this play out whenever we did that uh that that uh that show on the that documentary the social dilemma uh-huh. right and they said man you know what is it going to look like in 10 years what is it going to look like in 20 years um it's going to look bad 
It's going to look, but even, even in all that, I think that when times get really bad like that, that the, that the light of the gospel is going to shine that much brighter. Well, speaking of that for two things, uh, I want to come right back to that. But when I tell my wife that she's pretty, it, she like lights up, you know, when I was like, man, babe, you look good in that or whatever. There's, there's something about that affirmation that you give someone. Um, even if, you know, if you tell me, hey, man, those, those no, 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 I'm just joking. Uh, don't tell me how good my pants look on me, uh, Caesar. But, uh, you know, when, when people give you that affirmation, there's something inside of us that is wired to receive that as a good way. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you was talking about what what, what is it going to look look like in 10 years? I don't know if y'all been following the, the war that's going on in Israel and stuff, but there's a recent video that came out like during the war. Israel is in the streets worshiping God. Wow. During the the worst part of everything that's going on, they're chanting, you know, glory to God and all these things. And they're just having this revival. And then in the distance, there's bombs. Bah, bah, bah. But they're out there worshiping God. Yeah. You know, I thought that was just an amazing, amazing thing. So, like, it's going to get bad. But it, even in the time of war that, that we can come back to worship mm-hmm. you know, God. So I think it's really important that as... Christians and talking about all of this stuff is just to keep the perspective of what does God say about all of it. Like if you're looking for the affirmation, the number one place you need to get it is from him because everywhere else comes up like empty. And he really had to deal with me about that. Well, for several years when we do a fast, I will also do like a media fast. Um, Like once a year, a church does a fast and I've had to like do that. And I really don't think of myself. Like I said, I don't post that much. I don't even like open my Instagram account. I don't have a Snapchat, but like I would have to like take a break. And when COVID started, I found myself like a month in just so fearful. Caesar's wife, actually, we were texting one time. She's like, you have a lot of fear. And I was like, well, yeah, it's scary. <laughs> Why are you like, people are. There's bad. boys out there. You know, well, yes, but I was like, you know, like, it was the beginning. You know, if you all remember, we're like, okay, are we going to go to the grocery store and come home and, and die? And like the election's happening. Is China and Russia come to take over? There's all those prophecy videos out there. And like, I think our fast came up and. Guy was really just like, you just need to hear what I say about it. Like, you need to stop. <laughs> so yeah. I had to take a solid, like, 21 days of, like, no no Facebook, no clicking on people's articles about any stuff, no talk radio, like, no news. I think it was when Brother Mark was like, don't do the news. And I was like, how are we going to know what's going on? But, you know, like, but yeah. I, it was like, yeah, well, it'll be all right in 21 days. But I did none of it. And then I read the book of Revelations, which I don't like <laughs> to read. Like, I'm not trying to brag. She's like, I'm going to take the news out, but I'm going to replace it with Revelations. Well, see, because I don't like that book. She's I like, I want to get my doomsday no matter what. No, because I never liked it. I It scares me. I, it freaks me out to think about, like, that's the thing, especially now as a mother, when you think about your kids. You're like, yeah. did I have children and this is what they're growing up and they're going to have to be living with? Are they going to be hated? Is it going to be, like, the Holocaust all over again, but for my kids, you know? And so... It really, but when I read it this time without any other stuff, mm. I really saw more of like, okay, God was protecting his people. Wow. Like, yeah, there was bad stuff happening, but if it, you know, if they were dead, they're like with him to be absent from the body is present with Christ. And if not, then he was protecting them constantly with this chaos going around. And so I don't know with all of the media, I think you always have to just be careful to like, where are you getting your, 
Are, is that well, what you're going to get your news and to get like your reassurance? Are you going for a distraction? And I have to constantly be like, and I'm not good at it because that's an interesting you know, perspective, right? Well, like, you know, the, during all that, our pastor he asked me about those. Pro- you brought up the prophecy mm-hmm. videos during that time and all. He said, "What do you think about all that?" And I just told him, I said, well, I mean, you know, you can only tell whether a prophet's legit if the prophecy comes to pass. And then whenever some of these like big time, you know, and we all saw the videos that uh, Trump is going to win. God has told, you know, all that stuff. And I I flat out just told him, I said, I think these people need to be tarred and feathered. (laughs) <laughs> like honestly like you know I mean David doesn't forget <laughs> I know no, 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 no no because no no, no it's like pro- and we are like, pro bully like, no it's, it's like it's, the rest a safe place no think about hey, it and think you're not it. pretty no. <laughs> no cause like you know I take it as very serious whenever somebody says the no, Lord man. told me yeah. I'm like no he didn't mm-hmm. and then we get all these people right that are just duped these are the same people that buy those books right <laughs> Yeah. They're just duped, and then they're like, "Well, you know, it's like, look, if if you have the gift of prophecy, that you can't equate that to a weatherman. Uh-huh. You know, weatherman gets it wrong, gets it right, especially here in Houston, right? It's like if they get it wrong, they get it right. Everybody's like, yeah, whatever. You know, they they, they have a, a certain chance. With God, you don't get a fifty fifty. Like, if you're a prophet, you have a fifty fifty chance, right? Yeah. I mean, those are good odds, but but really, if you are a real prophet, it's a hundred percent every time. Every single time, especially if you have the audacity to go and say, God told me. I'm like, you should be tarred and feathered. Well, you, and, th- and that, sorry, I didn't mean to go. Okay. That really, um, it hinders some of my ministry because of that. Because I, I, there's times where the Lord really wants me to tell somebody something. And I'm just like, I'm not going to do it. Because like, what if I get it wrong? Like, yeah. that's what I'm thinking, you know. And uh, shout out to Julie. Um, but the Lord had gave me something to tell her like three or four weeks. And I'm just like, I'm not, I don't know what's going on in her life. And if this, if this is just me because I'm her friend and all this stuff, and I, I'm just not going to do it. And then Wednesday, not this past Wednesday, but the Wednesday before, I think, um, Calvin was preaching or teaching. And then it, the Lord just convicted me of it. Like, man, I've been trying to tell you, she needs this right now, you know? So I, at the end of the church, I said, we got to go talk to Julie. But because of those things, because of the where we see people, and these are these are people that you've come to respect their mm-hmm. ministries, mm-hmm. you know, and then they're, they decide that they're going to die on the cross of, you know, this crazy president, you know. Um, I just think we just got to be real careful. But because of that, and hinders some of the things that God wants yeah, to do with me. And of course there's grace. You know, I know that I say a lot of things that are very sharp sometimes, but whenever you're having one-on-one conversations, I, I get that. And especially when you know somebody and then, you know, yes, of course there's always room for grace, but whenever you come out and you say something so bold, not you, but you know, people, yeah. people they come out and say something so bold and in ways that are like, and it is bullying, you know, some of these pastors that came out and some of them in Florida, one of them crazy Florida pastors uh, he came out and he was he was he was reprimanding all the pastors that closed down their churches, you know, and telling them this, that and the other and whatever. It's like it's like, dude, you just stay and minister in your lighthouse and you let everybody else do what whatever, you know, whatever the uh, whatever the spirit tells that pastor of that local assembly to do. Um, you know, nobody appointed you apostle over anything. So uh, kindly shut up. Well, you know, I think before we just kind of blow through um, 
what Rayanne said. I thought it was really, really good where she said she took all the distractions and all of the uh, information that was coming in from all these different directions. And she she read uh, Revelations different because she was really just there was nothing else feeding into the revelation that God was giving her. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times that we there is too many too much noise in our life. Right. I remember this guy coming um, and he was teaching about dinosaurs and where it falls. I don't know if y'all remember that guy. He come in and where where does dinosaurs fall in Christianity? And, and we know they were here and and where were people and all these things. And he came in and he was teaching about it. But what he was saying is that he had made these rose colored glasses. You remember this, Ram? This is going to be the purple glasses. The purple time. glasses like, or whatever they were. And then basically when you look through these glasses, it's how God intended us to see the world. And there's things that we can't see because of the way the ozone is burnt up and it, it took away a certain um, tint mm -hmm. off of it. Um, and I think that that's kind of the same thing that some of the things that we're supposed to be seeing and hearing when we're reading God's word has been removed because there's so much uh, stuff that we've filled our minds with and filled our hearts with that even if God was just like, look, I'm trying to tell you, but we're so distracted by this world. And I think that, you know, getting back to what Bryn was talking about, God has called us as chosen people. You know, he's given us an identity through him. And because we see our friends that are truly going, I mean, I, I know this is a young lady that's in your youth group that, well, you know, the, the family, the, the kids are really going through it. They have, they have issues in their family, you know, and then you see their friends, see them getting a lot of attention because they need the attention. They need the prayer. They need the insurance that everything's going to be okay. Even if their dad doesn't show up and pick them up, or even if their, their moms are alcoholics and they're leading their kids the wrong way and different things that like this is going on, they see that affection and they see that attention, put it on them. So what do they do? Mm -hmm. They manufacture those things so that they can have that same thing. And um, and as as the as a youth pastor, I know is one of those things that you really have to balance because the kids that are doing well, sometimes they kind of get put off because you you have to show so much attention to the ones that need that attention at, at, at times. And that's where that whole equality thing comes into play, too, because everybody, you know, not everybody deserves the same amount of attention. And it, it falls into what we're talking about here. Everybody's fighting for the same real estate, right? And yeah. it, it, as far as sympathy or or people to admire them or people to say that they're pretty enough or they're, you know, all this stuff. Everybody's fighting for that same attention. And, and, and really, I mean, the way that I've kind of gone through life myself, uh, especially after Christianity, is learning how to learning how not to care about myself. If that makes any sense. So when you said Florida pastor earlier, this this is <laughs> I'm over here pouring my heart out talking about not caring myself, and, and then, we, then you pull up some some trout slippers. <laughs> those are, those are kind of those are kind of lit though. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> Only in Florida, bro. Man, uh, people wear those in Florida. I I seen a video with the Florida man wearing these in the grocery store. I will. See, the test is unparalleled. <laughs> like, means they have no competition. Right? Yeah, uh, which makes sense. Yeah, I will laugh if the Lord ever says go and be a preacher in Florida. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, Anyways, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to distract you. No, us, uh, no, no. You know, and, and since we brought up that song, I want to bring up another song that was in uh, the top 40 that deals along the same kind of uh, thing that we're talking about. And the song is called Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo. Um, you know, it's got some expletives in there, but we won't say those. But I want to read verse two. And uh, this is what everybody's listening to. What chapter? Spotify. Right. The book of Spotify. Uh, verse two says this. And you're probably with that blonde girl who always made me doubt. She's so much older than me. She's everything I'm insecure about. Yeah. Today I drove through the suburbs. Because how could I ever love someone else? And so uh, this girl's basically a stalker, right? But she, that line, whenever I first heard it, 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 it's exactly what a lot of our young people, but, but just people in general, they all fall into that. They, they, um, they take on, they take on their insecurity. They, they know, okay, so you know what you're insecure about. And then they see some, someone, something out there that is almost the, it's the, the out of body representation of everything that they are insecure about. So they can't, it's almost like it's nagging at them like a bully right always nagging at them always right in front of them and even uh, like in that song right she says that uh, apparently they broke up her and her boyfriend and now he's she says i see him with this girl and she is absolutely everything that i'm insecure about who knows if this girl even knows if this other one exists it's not right. it's not her fault for being who she is mm -hmm. you know what i mean but then there's always this unhealthy competition that rises up and then people just they they, lo they lose their identity in trying to gain the approval of someone, someone or something else. Yeah. And I think on the other side of that, too, I mean, you might have a, a father that cheated on her, you know, the mother, you know, and they seen that the, the hurt of the mother just constantly going back to the father and back and forth from woman to woman. And and now naturally that young lady is going to grow up thinking her boyfriend or her future husband is going to do, do the same thing over and over again. Yeah. So, you know, there's going to be those things where the affirmation, you know, men, if you can just find out whatever the affirmation your, your wife needs, uh, do it, yeah. you know, cause it really makes a, a huge difference in, in relationships. If you can, and then your mom too. You walk up to your mom and tell your mom how how beautiful she is, or or your dad. Tell him how pretty he is. And uh, we call my dad Shrek. <laughs> yeah, my dad looks like a mountain man right now. <laughs> Let me ask you a question because in our tagline we say the Refuge Project. It's a it's a place where we can have meaningful meaningful conversations in a safe place. But let me ask you guys a question. Right? Let's peel back some layers real quick. James, what are you insecure about? And you're a very confident man. But yeah. what? But what, what is something? It, it, you know, you don't have to answer. But I'm kind of putting you on blast. But <laughs> um, let's, dude. I'm super confident. Um, but let's see. I don't like. Uh, okay, so as a teenager, I always had horrible acne. I still have. It's not near as bad these days. But I still. So I've always had horrible skin. So like as a teenager, I looked like. I remember in junior high one time. I was, uh, like, I had, like, really bad back acne, so you take off your shirt, I'd look like I was, like, diseased or something. Back knee. Yeah, and yeah. this kid, like, I was, we are changing in gym or something, and this kid, like, he was at the locker next to me, and he was, uh, I took my shirt off, I was changing, and he sees me, he goes, and he was, like, uh, appalled, and, like, uh, he was really concerned, and he was like, do you know 
that you have all this stuff on your back? Like, are you okay? Like, he thought that I was, that something, I was diseased or something. That I had, like, like, man, like, you caught something in the second like, period. Are you okay? Like, what's, are you all right? I was like, no, nah, man, I'm just, I just got bad skin. Like, <laughs> And uh, I was definitely always insecure about that. Uh, man, you caught that hornswoggle, man. Yeah, you got hornswoggled or something <laughs> all over your back. Um, but no, I'm always, I was never, so growing up, my, because uh, we're, we're talking about, all this stuff we're talking about is just like identity issues. Yeah. Like nobody has their identity down yet uh, for whatever reason, even though you can read the Bible and know exactly who you are. But for me growing up, it was never are these people going to like me or they, cause I didn't care. I was kind of just a jerk. I didn't like most people. So I didn't really care if you liked me, which maybe was good or bad. I don't know. But was that like a, your own internal security thing that you did? Like walls that you put up? I don't care. Or you just genuinely didn't care. A little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, I was going somewhere with that. I lost my train of thought. Growing up, you didn't care. So moving through life. Oh, yeah. Okay. So most people, they're trying to get other people to like them. Like, and so they're looking at their social media. They're looking for affirmation from other people. Me, I thought I was pretty good. Uh, I was, uh, I was like, why don't these people understand that I'm so great? Which is horrible. I don't need you to tell me I'm pretty. I, I know. But then to take it to another level, it wasn't so much that I knew I was so great. It was, I, f- I would like put it on myself to live up to these standards that I felt like I had or that I was supposed to be at, Um, which depending on how you go about that can be great or can be horrible. Man, that just happened to me. Like, what do you mean? Sandra and I, this past week, we didn't really fight about it, but it was one of those moments that like, this was one of the uncomfortable times in the probably in the last five, 10 years, man, because my dad's been sick and he's been in the hospital and he's been having these heart issues. And, mm-hmm. and, um, so I didn't tell her something. I wasn't lying to her, mm-hmm. but I didn't tell her something. And she found out about what I wasn't telling her, but it was one of those things where I felt like I was supposed to live up to the Superman protector. Mm-hmm. Don't show weakness. So everybody else can be the strength of the family, you know, make sure because I got these weird things like just 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 for this. Like I went out the other day, we went to the ballpark, I had flip flops on. Well, then we were going into public space and then I changed into just some like casual shoes. And she was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm changing these casual shoes. And she was just like, why the flip flops are fine? I was like, what if something happens? Like, how am I going to protect you? In flip flops, yeah, you in, know I'm in, not gonna be yeah. able to like in, judo kick anybody with flip flops, especially in, if they're bass in, in fish flops. Yeah, uh, so it's just one of those things that you know I feel like I have to live up to you know this bigger thing than I. And at the end of the day, it didn't make a whole lot of sense why I didn't tell her, but just one of those things that I didn't want to show yeah. the weakness mm-hmm. that she already knows that I have. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and it goes exactly in what we're talking about. It's 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 with that affirmation. Tell affirm my my masculinity, affirm my leadership, affirm this, affirm that. And we want we so desperately desire it and we, we question ourselves and all that and, and, and recently just in, in my life right now, it's like what one thing that I'm insecure about right now, it's just am I going to have the, the amount of time necessary to love my wife right? 
to mm-hmm. to love my child right to do right by my god and 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 to do what what he needs me to do uh as far as ministry yeah. and to to be a brother to people to be a friend to be a brother to my actual brother you know to be a son to to my mom and to my dad there's a lot of things that are taking place and 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 that insecurity it, it nags at you because there's not as y'all know there is not enough time in the day to satisfy everybody's need yeah yeah Yeah, so for like for me uh it was always i wasn't concerned with like what tina from science class thinks about me it was more like because i grew up in church you know so like i know who i'm supposed to be in general you know even though i'm like in sixth grade or whatever but uh like i know who i'm supposed to be like you or you know you go to those services you talk about you're supposed to be healing people you're supposed to say this and it happened like i know who i'm supposed to get to right and so my own insecurities would be like me trying, being like, I'm not that person yet. I didn't care if Brian from social studies gets it because Brian's an idiot anyway. <laughs> I, but I know who God's told me to be and I'm not there yet. And it would be like, uh, and then like the older I would get, it would be like, I'm not there yet. Well, what am I doing to get there? Am I even reading my Bible every day? No. And like that kind of stuff. You, you know, don't so. have any grace for yourself. Yeah, that waved a little bit, which a, when done in a healthy huge. way, you can help, you know, kind of push you in the right way. But yeah. you can definitely go too far with that. And, uh, yeah, you know. those type of people need like goal settings, but they need grace. Yeah, um, My insecurities is like public speaking and reading, you know, which is kind of weird because of what I do. Um, but the devil all, always reminds me so dyslexia is a, just an average thing now people have dyslexia and they deal with it and they have little programs to help them you know uh, work their way through stuff when i when i was a kid um <laughs> they put you in the room and then this half of the room the kids were slobbering on themselves and then this half of the room you know they're so as a as a junior high kid were you in the slobbery side <laughs> well i mean <laughs> Yeah, we're talking about insecurities, and you're just kicking me while I'm down. Yeah, what happened to safe? (laughs) The next question I'm gonna ask is like, let's tell each other our insecurities. Yeah. Um, So I would literally, it was the resource room. I don't know if y'all had resource rooms when y'all was a kid. I don't think they have them no more. They're just like small group stuff, and they just pull you in small groups. But I would just be walking down, and I was the. I was one of the popular kids. I was on the football team, star football player, all that stuff. I was the white kid. So everybody knew me because I was the white kid on the team that was good. Um, but I would like walk down the hallway and then like duck in there real quick and like hide and make sure nobody see me. And I like sit in a certain chair that you couldn't see from the, the hallway and stuff like that, you know. Um, and I was in there and I was, I was just feeling like, because if you know, like, most dyslexia people, their IQ is normally a lot higher than an average person. So I'm sitting there going, what am I doing in here? What am I doing in here? You guys are dumb. <laughs> you know, like, come on. Yeah, I'm just like, here, take this. Get that. Just suck that up. Uh, I'm sorry. That's like way in. Canceled. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't belong in there. But they, you know, then they didn't have a place for you. So as a teenager, Mm -hmm. as a young adult, as an adult, the enemy reminds me, oh, you're just that little kid that was in there with the kids that were slobbering, Mm -hmm. you know? So I'm constantly having to deal with anytime I get down, I get depressed, I hear that voice, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm just that little kid. 
just kind of just I don't know if I mentioned this last week on the on the podcast when I was in the working in the children's church and I was pushing the door open. Did I tell you about that? Mm-mm. See, oh, yeah, I, no, you did. Did I? I don't know if you did it on the podcast. So you have those moments in life where you smell something mm-hmm. and it re- brings mm. you back to brings you back to something. Uh, when I was working in the children's church, which used to be our old sanctuary, I pushed the door open in the back and I seen my little hand as a kid going outside of those doors, you know? How'd that make you feel? It I was feel like a, a psychiatrist. How'd it, that make you feel? It was a weird moment, man. And Because and, you've seen everything from, you know, people said, they have, I had this out-of-body experience. But that's almost like it was. I see myself as this little kid walking through here and I could, you know, I could hear the, you know, the speaking in tongues. And I mean, I, I remember like, demons being casted out and hiding under pews and and you know different things like that so all of that like just came in rush. And like in just a couple seconds all of that just bam hit me yeah uh so but it was the same thing the enemies you know as, as that happened the enemy just continues to remind me about I, i'm you're just that little kid that was in there you know yeah the, this last friday i um my uh one of my best friends he's a he's a pastor in austin we went to high school together he's the guy that invited me out to church he um his his grandpa passed away a couple weeks ago and they just had his memorial service at a at my my first church um and he and his grandpa went to church there too so we went and played a memorial we were he invited me over to be the uh the drummer for the for the band at the memorial and uh i was at that church for five years right and it was my upbringing and all that stuff in there um, learning about Christ and just really getting in, involved with the people and all that stuff, but just exactly like what you're talking about. It, it, it I'm third. I'm about to be 34 this year, right? And walking into that into that sanctuary, and I've been before, but same thing. Walking into that sanctuary, it took me back to a, that a 19 year old kid. And as much as I could list a, you know, we have a resume of things that, that God has allowed you to be a part of and things that you're doing and all that stuff, it almost just kind of washes away. And at that moment, you're just a snot-nosed 19-year-old kid that, that knows nothing. And I was like, I feel like an idiot. You know, that, just that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Um, yeah, it's it, it, and, and like a wave of everything that you were dealing with just hits you all of a sudden and and and, uh just at that split second all those insecurities hit you yeah all all those problems all that baggage that you you've been freed from but how how easily it can come back you know yeah and uh and it's just like again like this video is like at that moment i just wanted to know god tell me i'm pretty enough yeah (laughs) because you know uh, yeah i had something i want to say what i wanted to say was um I feel like uh, a lot of these insecurities, if you allow it, I feel like they're things that God wants to use for his benefit. But the devil will you try to use them as an insecurity instead. So, for like for example, so growing up, I was always kind of shyer. Uh, I didn't want to be center of attention at all. I always wanted to be. I didn't. I didn't talk that much a lot. Um, but like these days, some of my greatest ministry things is I'm on stage in front of people. I'm playing drums. I do sound, uh, which is kind of in the background. But as soon as anything happens, you quite literally have all eyes on you. And that's a pretty, that can be, especially a, if you hit a sour note. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 anyway. So <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a person who's growing up always was like, I don't want anything to do with being in front of people, but that's like a lot of what I do now. Um, and I think uh, 
part of that is just because that's something that God wanted to use for me, but the devil tried to use that to keep me away from being in front of people. And for another example is uh, I've never felt uh, confident with any kind of singing stuff. I still don't really feel very good about that. It's different if uh, if it's like one of my own songs that I can see because, you know, I can write the melody so I can make it exactly yeah. in a way Fit that you. feels good for me. Yeah. Uh, but like, for instance, you used, I don't remember if we were rolling the podcast when you said this or not, but like, I'm going to lead a song next week, which I don't even know how I agreed to that. <laughs> I don't remember. What was, but, that, what was that word, David? Hornswoggles. Oh, Hornswoggles. I probably got Hornswoggles. Yeah. I Hornswoggles. That's exactly what happened, bro. I did, but... Uh, See, if you would have known the word, you'd be like, uh-uh, you're not a Hornswoggle <laughs> me. But anyway, I'm going to do it next week. I don't even have a voice right now. And, like, I don't... I feel really not good about it. But, yeah. like, it's going to go good, and it's going to be great. I feel what? great about it. It's going to be great, but I don't... I feel really insecure about it, because that's something I've never... I don't like doing. I don't like just singing. And it, anytime I do, I always at least have an instrument in front of me to, like... Kind of take it, my mind off. It's gonna be one of those things. What do I do with my left hand? His, his left yeah. hand is gonna be doing one of these <laughs> it's numbers. It's gonna be awkward and weird, but it's gonna be great because I'm not. I don't have the confidence in me. I, we were talking about being confident earlier. I'm really confident, but not in myself. I know I suck in so many ways, <laughs> but yeah. my confident, like Paul says, and whatever it is in the New Testament, where he's like, if I boast, I only boast in the Lord and all that kind of stuff. It's not. I'm confident that it's going to be fine, not because I can do it, but because I know God wants to use me through it. Have you ever have, have you ever had the moment where you're sitting around with you know like maybe your mentors or whatever? I I remember when I first started preaching, when I was like first started preaching, you know, Pastor Mark would give me the opportunity in the youth, you know, and then uh, maybe I was become youth pastor or whatever, and then he started preaching on Sunday nights, right? Mm -hmm. And then all your mentors are in the room. You know, you look over there and it's old brother Bob, you know, he's been going to church for 70 years and he's looking at you and then Pastor Ron and then Pastor Mark, all these mentors are looking at you, the ones you went and took advice from and now you're preaching to them. Yeah. And it's like so much pressure. But there was a I, there was a moment in, in time where I felt like I finally belonged, mm -hmm. you know, like. There's not one of those things, oh, I hope they like this. I hope they, you know, you know, co-sign this or whatever. But now I step in and I know that they're ready to receive what God is using through me mm -hmm. instead of like, oh, my, I hope I live up to expectation. Yeah, yeah, I told you, I always feel like that a lot of times, even just in here. Like we'll have like we're doing the we're doing the convocation stuff and we got all these great pastors who are coming in here on the podcast. And then you guys are both preachers and stuff for forever. And I'm just like some dude sitting here. I'm like, what am I doing here? Like, why am I here? And, and, you're, and you're everybody's favorite. Uh, yeah. Right. You're his wife's favorite. I know. <laughs> but again, like. Who do you think James is the best? Like, okay, like, well, thanks. I needed that affirmation. But I'm only here because I feel like God wants me to be here. So I'll do it, even though I don't feel good about yeah. it a lot of times. You, you got know, great perspective. Like, like, we, like we, even what Rand said about removing all the noise and reading revelations like that like you say mm -hmm. stuff like at least once a podcaster I'm like wow that's really good mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. so well, I have found it to be true in my own life that you're talking about like insecurities and stuff that God prefers me to be uncomfortable or in over my head like there everybody's like God won't give you more than he can you can handle like yeah he will most yeah. of the time he <laughs> gives you more than you can handle because then you're dependent like, and it's very hard for me. My insecurity is failing. So I typically do not like to do anything at all unless I know I can be 100% good at it. And like, yeah. I'm going to like not get, like, I don't want to do it. 
Like Caesar keeps making me play acoustic oh, guitar. Sorry. I'm not really an acoustic guitar <laughs> player. I took a lessons for one year. I can capo everything. And I play like yeah, one but more. you're like, I'm not that good at it. But like I don't like to do it unless I can be really good at it. I'll usually say no. And I find a lot of times that God's like, where he wants you to be is where you're probably not going to be good at it. And I learn a lot through failure and I don't like it. So if you can get comfortable <laughs> at living like dependent, which yeah. I don't like to be, you want to be like self-sufficient. You want to yeah. know you can do it, but he doesn't want you to be where you can do it on your own. He kind of wants you to be, then yeah. he can actually use you if, if you're not trying to do it by yourself. Yeah. You know? I- no, I was I was looking at this uh, this movie that was based on uh, uh, the opera singer Andrea Bocelli, his life. And uh, if you know anything about him, he's blind, but he wasn't born blind. He just became blind whenever he was a young child. And he was there was this portion. I don't know if it's true or not. It, it looked like it was probably true to his life, the whole story. But, you know, he was uh, talking to his father and his father was telling him, you know, stop trying to to. Stop trying to be like everybody else. You you have this handicap on you. And he said, no, dad, no, no. Like, it's fine if they have if they ride bikes and and all and like while they're riding bikes and their dads are looking at them and they're, you know, great job. It's not enough for me to ride a bike. I have to I have to ride it. I have to ride a, a, a tiger, he said, mm-hmm. in order that that's that was what was in him. He has yeah. to surpass everybody else and not not let his handicap be the reason not let his he was insecure about his eyes right but and that's why he's you know one of the greatest opera singers that has ever lived wow. he pushed himself uh, just just over for him he said i need to learn how to ride a tiger in order for it to be enough for me and i um i i echo that sentiment and i know i make fun of it a lot too but but uh, I know I'm mediocre in a lot of things like, you know, and and I don't need that that old church lady to say, no, it was a blessing yeah. or whatever. And that, that doesn't help me. Uh-huh. You know, I thrive off the criticism as much as I, I fight against it, too. I, I want to hear it, but I also want to fight against it as well, because I, I know that I have more to give. You know, and and I, not for a second am I saying that I've arrived, but there is something in me that whenever I say, tell me I'm pretty enough in, in this kind of, you know, what we're talking about, I, I know that I'm not enough. I, I know that, but yet I, I do know that I'm I'm accepted and I'm loved by God. So that's the kind of like the bedrock foundation of everything that, that, that whenever a crash happens, I at least know that that's a beautiful bed to crash on, right? That yeah. God loves me, but that, that doesn't, keep me there if that makes any sense it 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 motivates me to push past my limit and to go farther and i might fail but that's okay because you know my my success in life like we were talking about the other is not based on on people's estimation on my performance it's based on whether or not god I, i can stand before you and say i gave it my best and uh and if if you know that i need to leave it all out on the field because uh, um, yeah, there was this again another movie where they they, they mentioned something but I, um, it was actually uh, Crossroads not the one with Britney Spears but but the uh, the one with uh, Ralph Macchio hey, I can I can I can help you real quick before you say you said you need more time to like love your wife and stuff you mean lay off the movies bro. <laughs> It's long ago. Okay, it's okay. long ago. Okay, okay. <laughs> but but, but Ralph Macchio, the Karate Kid, right? This is whenever he was popping. Steve I. That's this is whenever he was like he hit his stride. Steve I. If you know anything about him as a guitar player, just just prolific guitar player. But anyway, this is back in the eighties, right? This movie. 
And this old blues guy, he asked the Karate Kid, Ralph Macchio, because he's he's a he's a prodigy, right? He's a prodigy. Yeah, I remember that. And, and, and he asked him, you know, they're having this moment, and 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 they're talking about legacy. What do you want people to remember remember you as? And then uh, the uh, the old blues guy just says, "I just want people to remember uh, to rem- to remember me by saying he could play." Yeah. Right. And then for me, uh, how I've just kind of adapted that in my own personal life. I, I just want people to say, man, he really gave it everything he had. Well, you know, it's, it's important, right? When you have, because I know I texted you a few weeks ago and I just kind of share some thoughts of what I thought. Right. And I think that it's important that we have some people in our life that can speak to our life to make us better. But we also have other people then in our life that they feel like they need to humble us. You know, because we're doing certain things and we're performing a certain way and it's their job to humble us. And there's a lot of those people out there. They want to speak into your life because they think maybe you're getting a little bit too big for your shoes Mm -hmm. instead of going to you. And that's why when I text you, I wanted to make sure this was coming out of love. I wasn't being critical. I wasn't being on that. But I just felt like, you know, from where I was sitting it came out of love and we need those people to speak into our life, even if it hurts a little bit. Cause when my wife is critical with me, man, it hurts. But then I stop and I'm like, okay, I know how she loves me and this is going to make me better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, you need people building you up, but you, you do need people to keep you in check. Too. Yeah. Cause uh, especially if you start getting like we keep, I keep bringing up that like I'm confident or whatever, but like, again, it's only confidence in that God's going to do, like, if I just keep following what I feel like he's doing, then it's going to be all right. Um, but, like, I can even get, like, at some point I was getting, I was feeling good, like, because uh, I would, uh, I'd be doing good at work. I'd get my attitude good. I'm like, oh, yeah, man, I'm doing good. I'm positive. But then uh, it would, like, at some point God would just put something that was so tough and just give me, like, the worst day. And be like, oh, you so positive? Are you? How you feel now about this? And so sometimes God will just put you in check for yourself. Yeah, yeah. But you need some people like that, but you also need people to build you up. Tell you, hey, you can do it. It's going to be all right. And, all well, and I think that they got to love you, right? Because yeah. if, if somebody comes to me that I know they don't have my best interest, I'm like, you can burn off, bro, because yeah. I'm not really taking this into my life. But when people come to me with a critical point of view, um, First of all, I got to look at who they are, where their heart is, mm-hmm. and do have, have they had my best interest in hand before now? Yeah. Have they loved me before now, or are they just coming in and now and saying, you know, you need to be looking like more like this? Or, you know, uh, Pastor Mark had told a group of us one time that, and I think he might even mention this to you, that um, Pastor Caesar, like, we need to look like the part. You know, don't come in here, you know, looking like you just got off the street or whatever. If you want to be a pastor, dress, dress like the, dress like a pastor, you know, flip flops. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, um, I just want to let everybody know out there, all you young ladies, you pretty. <laughs> All you young men, brush your hair and brush your teeth. Put a fresh pair of underwear and socks oh, yeah, on every day. We, were, we kept talking about like tell your wives this and that. Men tell your wives that you know, ladies, you can tell your husband that he's yeah. looking good. Say, dang boy, look at you, Today, looking like a female, like a male version of Selena. Because there's a lot of guys out there don't don't like the way they look. No, you know? no, I'd, I'd venture to say there's that's probably most guys don't like the way that they look. Yeah. But you know, we to this the, we're recording this on Sunday, so today in Sunday school, I. Talk 
taught about a, a the sub the subject is hood rat things, right? And that, that, that's that's what we're talking about. Hood I rat things. That today? Oh, there part two's coming next week. Oh, right, so I have to slide in. <laughs> and uh, I, I took it from Proverbs five, six, and seven chapters five, six, and seven. When just he preaches about hood rats, it, it's <laughs> look it up. The Bible talks about hood rats, right? But we that's were so you know we were talking about that and how it says that you know the the lips of uh, of uh, the adulterous woman, right? Yeah, They're talking yeah. about the prostitute. Um, that you know everything that comes out of her mouth is sweet you know and then that it, well there, there's a purpose behind that because it's it's it feels good to listen to that right but whenever it's coming from a positive source not somebody that's trying to you know get some kind of financial gain or any kind of gain from you um, but when people trusted sources and then they 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 speak into your life speak words of affirmation words of life into you it builds you up it gives you confidence it lets you move on through the day a little easier mm-hmm. and uh and yeah yeah no it's a and just kind of just referencing what, what you were talking about a little bit in our conversation that text that you sent me what I sent back to pastor david over here i said we have a relationship to where we can talk without all the prefacing anymore yeah because the first part of the 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 text was look man i'm not saying this you know i love you you know this is coming from love (laughs) so half of the text messages was like don't take this the wrong way Uh you know because Especially when you talk over text, you don't know where the content. You know, yeah, the content you lose is a lot of the emotion, yeah. and you 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 insert your own uh, insecurities in there, yeah, exactly. and all that stuff. And and I, like I told him, look, we've we've known each other for many years now, and I know you love me. I know that we have the same purpose in mind, and uh, you can tell me whatever you want to tell me, and I'll mm-hmm. and I'll take it. You know, I'll take it. I'll analyze it and uh, pray through it, and we're gonna we're gonna change it or not. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because I'm just uh, just. When somebody tells you something, they're just one voice. Yeah, and but I'd be a fool not to not to listen to somebody that I know that has shown patterns of success throughout their life, and they're you know it's like if you were just some bum off the street, I'd be like like just you said, burn off whatever, yeah. right? Um, you know, you ain't gonna horn swoggle me today. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, you know, it's like, and that's one of the things about the you know this just this podcast that that. It's just real life with people that are trying to figure it out and and uh, letting God uh, lead most of the time. Anyway. Right, exactly. <laughs> Ran without putting you like on a major spot at the very end, like speak, speak, to yes, <laughs> speak to the, the the ladies out there, the young ladies out there. You know, give them give them a little bit of a hope. They might be going through some of this stuff, feeling down about who they are, who what they look like, and just just speak to them a little bit. Uh, I would. Just you're never going to find what you're looking for on social media or in your guys or in your your friends. Like it's always going to be God. Like all of the holes or the needy spots in your life, the approval is always going to be it's always going to be God. So you got to go to in his word. You got to spend time with him. If you need to get rid of the distractions, get rid of them. But the more you can keep your focus there. That's that's what's gonna fix it. Right. <laughs> Nothing else really ever will fix yeah, it. Yeah, so keep, the, keep narrow that focus on who on God and and just keep moving forward. Well, I'll just like to shout out to Eric. Thank you for letting us borrow your mm-hmm. wife and and to to the two little boys. Thanks for letting us borrow Mama tonight. <laughs> and uh, thanks for your words of wisdom and coming out and checking out with us. Thanks for being a faithful listener every week. Did you get your mama hooked up? My mama? Yeah. Oh, she didn't You're, listen to that one. Oh, you didn't listen <laughs> oh, to that? Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm like two episodes behind. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, we need you to get your mom hooked up so she can listen to our podcast. That's that's like, oh. <laughs> that's the listener that we're missing. Mm-hmm. My mother? 
Yes. Yep. I, I said something about it a couple episodes ago. Yeah. You have, you'll get there. You could just point. Google it. <laughs> I know. Um, she has technical difficulties. Yeah. I've, I've helped, I've helped your, uh, helped your grandfather like four times. Like, and I think he just goes back and listens to his episode <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> hey, that was a good episode, Papa. It, was, it was. It was a very good episode. All right, guys. Thanks for stopping by. And we love you. Refuge Project.